Hey everybody, thanks for joining us for service this weekend. This is our last weekend online and we'll be back to uh, the First Love Building on August 22nd. So looking forward to seeing you guys. Um, it's just been kind of a crazy time right now um, in our country, in our, in our city. I mean, we just found out the mandate uh, for the mask came out and so on and so forth. And uh, we're, we're actually working right now um, with some of our city officials to understand how that impacts us as a church. So uh, details to follow, of course. But um, we just want you to know that Jennifer and I love you. We care about you, leadership. Um, we care about you. We've been praying for you. Uh, we've been taking the time, especially on uh, 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 7 a.m. in the morning, 6.45 at night on a prayer line to pray for our church and play, pray for you. So if there's something that you need or something that you want to be on the prayer list for you, please let us know. Contact us uh, and, and get a hold of us. Get a hold of me. You know how. My number is 352 229-1319 or my email address is jcanada1985 at gmail.com. Looking forward to that. Hey, we started a series on the subject of healing and I can't think of a better thing for us to sure ourselves up as, as believers, is understanding uh, how the healing power of God works and, and what we can expect. I mean, can we expect God to be our healer? Can we expect every single time we face sickness that the Lord's going to come through and heal us? I mean, does he want us to suffer with sickness? Do, all these questions go, run through our mind. But we found out starting last week that healing belongs to us. It is part of the redemptive plan of God. We found that in Isaiah chapter 53. We see that it's a part of the redemptive plan of God. And we can trust completely and totally in the fact that by his stripes, we were healed. So I thought this week would be appropriate just to continue on that. And I want to continue the thought and the idea that healing belongs to us 100% of the time in every situation. God has made provision for us. So um, something I want to bring your attention to this week, sickness and disease are a part of the curse of the law. Now we've talked about uh, what the grace of God looks like and understanding the grace of God and applying the grace of God, knowing that it's literally and uh, uh, figuratively and literally on our person. And we thank God for his grace. And that has our belief in what Jesus has done for us and has provided for us. Uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus became a curse for us so we wouldn't have to be cursed. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that it doesn't depend on my efforts, but it completely and solely lies and square on the shoulders of Jesus. And he's able and has been able to shoulder the load for us and to be the sacrifice for us. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, Deuteronomy 28, this is where we find the curse of the law. Basically, the bottom line is this. If you do these things, you'll be blessed. If you don't do these things, you'll be cursed. So I thought we'd take it from the very first verse. It says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Perfect obedience 
I want to bring this out. Perfect obe obedience brought blessing in the old covenant, but it was totally dependent on our ability alone to keep the law. We found out uh, through, through trial and error that we're not big enough on our own to hold up what we need to hold up on our end. So I, I find that when we put our strength and our faith and our trust completely in Jesus, and we believe and, and trust him to do what only he can do, and that is be our savior, our redeemer, that that's when we come into this place where we're not working under the law anymore, but we're under grace. Say this with me. Say, I am under God's grace and by his stripes, we are healed. Awesome. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28, 15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, here we go, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. If you don't obey, curse is all you can expect. Yikes. I mean, think about that for a minute. How many times have you just honestly, purposefully chosen not to do the right thing? I have before. I've made a decision and, and, and chose not to do the right thing. And, uh, you know, and it was not like, oops, no, it wasn't on purpose thing. Even for on purpose things, God's grace makes the difference and his forgiveness rests over our lives. And I'm so thankful for that. Now, in Deuteronomy 28, it says, and all these curses will come upon you. Now, I find it interesting. The first 15 verses is all about the blessing, but the next 45 verses is all about the curse. Now, think about that for a minute. He tried to name pretty much every sickness and disease that was ever known to man at that time. And then in verse 60, he says this, Moreover, he will bring on you all the diseases of Egypt, which we understand that he will bring back on you. If you look at the Hebrew there, it's not causative, it's permissive, Never, nevertheless. But I will bring on you all the diseases of Egypt of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also, now check this out, every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. All diseases that weren't written in here. Now, uh, COVID, uh, we don't see, uh, we could see uh, different things in the 45 verses that may point to that, but we're not sure. So just in case, he tells us in verse 60 and 61, hey, if you never heard of it, but it becomes something after I write this, you can count that in too. So we'll count COVID in that as well and trust that God is our healer, our redeemer, and walks with us through anything that's going on. So we find out that this pandemic never took the father by surprise. It's not like the father was going, oh my goodness, I didn't know 2020 was gonna turn out like this. I know, I, know, I know I'm stating the obvious, but I think it's important to state the obvious to remind ourselves that our father knew what's going on, uh, he knows what's happening, he understands, he loves us, he cares about us, and he's provided for us. Understand that Jesus has made provision for you, for whatever you're going through right now. Now, Galatians chapter three, verses 10 through 14, here's the great news. 
because we understand that there's a curse of the law out there. If we don't obey and, 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 and dot every I and cross every T, there's retribution we have to pay for. But I'm just so thankful that Galatians 3, verses 10 through 14, especially verse 13, gets us out of all of it. Are you ready? Here we go. It's in the Amplified, of course. And all who depend on the law, who are seeking to be justified by obedience to the law of rituals, are under a curse and doomed to disappointment and destruction. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed, accursed, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment, be everyone who does not continue to abide, live, and remain by eternal punishment. By everyone who does not continue uh, to abide, and uh, live, and remain, my, my bad, by all the precepts and commands written in the book of the law and to practice them. Notice he says all the precepts and command. Man, you couldn't get not even one wrong. You had to have everything just perfect. Verse 11, now it is evident that no person is justified, declared righteous, and brought into right standing with God through the law. For the scripture says the man in right standing with God, the just, the righteous, that's me, say that's me, <laughs> shall live by and out of faith and he uh, and he through and by faith is declared righteous and in right standing with God uh, shall live. Plainly stated, no person is justified by doing everything right. Nobody is. Verse 12, but the law does not rest on faith, does not require faith, has nothing to do with faith. For it, the law itself says, he who does them, the things prescribed by the law, shall live by them, not by faith. But here's the good news. We are living by faith. Verse 13 is powerful. Christ Jesus purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree and is crucified. Jesus purchased our freedom by faith, period. Simple faith in what Jesus has done causes us to be in the light of blessed. So that's where we stand right now. To that end, verse 14, to that end, through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessing promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Yay, us, we get the blessing. We get the healing power of God working in our body. Now, um, we've settled the curse of the law problem by saying that Christ Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. But is God willing to heal us? I, I think every one of us can say, hey, I know God can, but will he? There was actually a guy in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 8, that wanted to know the same thing. His whole healing uh, kind of uh, rocked on this point. I, I know you can, Lord, but will you? So let's read that portion of Scripture. Because Jesus gives him a resounding yes. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now he's saying, hey, I know you can. I just don't know if you will. And I think that's where most, most of us kind of land right now. 
I think maybe we, we, we think, okay, yeah, I know God can. Of course God can. I mean, God can do anything, but will he? I love this. Jesus says, then Jesus put out his hand and touched him saying, listen to these words, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Um, again, Jesus says a resounding yes. Now you may be saying, okay, well, that's great, but that was God's will for one person. That was not God's will for everyone. I'm so glad you said that. And let me take you through a few scriptures to uh, settle that for you. But first, let me take you to Matthew chapter eight. I love this. Verses 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed and he cast out the spirits with a word and he healed all. I want to say that again. And he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Another witness that tells us that he healed all of our sickness and disease so that it might be fulfilled right here, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Based on a few immutable facts that I'm going to take you through, I'm going to give you three different witnesses, three scriptures, so that you understand that we can take this, I am willing, be cleansed for us. Number one, Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean for us? He never, ever changes. Now, second scripture, Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. God's principle, God doesn't need to change. There's not like a, uh, an update that comes out for the promises of God. Like, like my iPhone does every once in a while. Here's a, a fix and blah, blah, blah for the bugs that blah, 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 blah. And here you go. Well, God didn't need to do that. He's so efficient that he made scripture that will be true for a lifetime. And so the last scripture I want to take you to is in Acts 10, 34. Peter opened up his mouth and said, most certainly and thoroughly, I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and is no respecter of persons. These three immutable facts tell us that we can look to the man who said, I, I, are you willing? I, I know you can, but are you willing? Jesus said, I am willing, be cleansed. Because of these three scriptures, we can take that answer to be our answer. God does not change. Uh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is not a respecter of persons. So if he does it for one, He's obligated in his word to do it for all. And so we trust that. But you know, what if we, what if we sin? What if we blow it? What if we disobey God? You know, I mean, if we disobey God, we can't expect the promises uh, in our lives. Well, that sounds, sounds good, but it's religious and it's traditional and it's, and it's not scriptural. If we're living under grace, if we're putting our faith in the grace of God and our faith in what Jesus has done, that belief alone causes us to become righteous. We understand that Jesus was made a curse for us. He suffered the curse 
for you and for me. And now we can trust that if we blow it or if we disobey God, God's still going to be faithful to us. And I'm going to take you to a scripture to, to nail that down as well. One of my favorites in the Bible, because um, this just nails me right where I live, 2 Timothy 2.13 in the Amplified. If we are faithless, do not believe and are untrue to him. He remains true, faithful to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. Man, I'm so thankful that even when I am faithless, God is faithful. Well, let me, let me hit one last thing before, uh, before we close our teaching today. Because um, I think a lot of people deal with this too. You know, I, I know that so-and-so is spiritual enough. They seem to be able to be spiritual enough to believe. And I just have such a hard time. What if I'm weak in faith? Will God meet me where I'm at? If I'm weak in faith, yeah, he absolutely will. If you read through all the uh, different 19 gospel accounts of, of Jesus healing people, so many times he met them where they were at. Let me give you a real quick, for instance, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 and 19, he said this, While he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died. You come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Look what Jesus did. So Jesus arose and followed him and so did his disciples. He didn't say, well, that won't be efficient for me to come and just heal one person. He didn't say, well, I'm sorry, that's where your faith's at, that you need me to come and pray for him, but I ain't coming. No, Jesus met him right where he was at. He was saying, hey, if you'll come and lay your hands on my daughter, she'll live. And Jesus said, I'll do it. And we see that in Matthew 8, 1 through 4, what I just read about, if you are willing, Lord. What he was basically saying, here's my weak faith, Father. If you're willing, I don't know if you're willing. Jesus said, I am willing. Did he have to say that? No. Did he have to bring that assurity to that man? No. But because the love and compassion of his Father was in him, it compelled him to meet that man right where he's at. God will meet you right where you're at. I don't care if you struggled for a lifetime with believing the, the promise of, of, of healing for yourself. God will meet you right where you're at. He will touch your life. He will meet you and, and, and meet you in your faith right where you're at. That's how our Father, Heavenly Father works. He meets us where we're at. He meets us with, with what's going on with us. The Bible even talks about in the Amplified to our specific age and adaptation of where we're at in life. He meets the needs in our lives. So I'm here to tell you today that it's God's absolute will and plan of redemption and, and, and to free you from the curse of sickness and disease. We can trust that because sickness is a curse of the law, that God's plan for us uh, of redemption is to heal our bodies and to bring that to us. Do you remember the serpent on the pole in the, in the wilderness? They got, uh, the Israelites got bit by a bunch of snakes and you know, they, were, they were dying. I mean, they were snake bit and they were dying. And they put a snake, the Lord told him, put a snake on a pole, put it up in front of everybody and that's how we, we, we see on our ambulance now. We'll see the, the snake on the pole. 
the idea was if you look and stare at this, you will be made well, you will be healed. So what's our job to do? Just like if we take it to our modern day, our job is to stare at the love of God in the scripture, stare at the truth of God in the scripture, that by his stripes we were healed, that his plan and purpose for us was to walk in health and wholeness all the days of our life. I want you to grab that truth, believe that truth, and take it for you. Now, I want to take a moment, if uh, I can, just to pray for you, to pray for your family, to pray for uh, your situation, and just to believe for the plan and purpose of God to be made manifest in your life. Amen. Father, thank you for everybody who's watching this this weekend. I just thank you, Father, that we have the wonderful technology to even be able to do this so that we can uh, put ourselves in a place to, to be absolutely safe. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you that uh, our church family, it's, it's been a while since we've all been together, but I thank you, Father, that you know exactly where they're at and what they're going through. I thank you, Father, that you're meeting their needs, you're touching their lives, you're touching their bodies. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing, health, and wholeness over each and every family. I pray the favor of God over each and every family, that they have the favor of God on their lives. Uh, no matter what they run into, favor surrounds them like a shield. I thank you for that we have an unfair advantage in this life. And it's a wonderful unfair advantage that we have over the enemy and over, over living as a stranger in this world. And I thank you for blessing each and every family, blessing their uh, uh, their, their checking accounts, their, their pocketbooks, their jobs, whatever they have going on right now that, that they're struggling with, Father, meet them there, show them how much you love them and care about them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. I hope you have an amazing week.